Welcome back to the Candidly Speaking Podcast. I am your host, Carrie Gillespie, and I am joined by my co-host, Brianna Butler. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes. At my house. At your house. Yay. Thanks for, yeah, we always say thanks for being here, and I'm always at your place. Almost always. Almost always, yeah. yeah. You've been at my place twice, I think. Yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. Yep. Works out well, um, just because... Like, we're recording on a Wednesday, and I still gotta work a little early. Hopefully yep. my boss isn't listening to this. <laughs> if he does, he won't hear till, like, <laughs> yeah, Friday, I know, right? so. I'll have been paid already, so I know. I That's but. so true. No, he doesn't care, but... Yeah, so we've been potting on a different day so that we can do these, like, cl- well, two reasons. First of all, on the weekend, now that it's nicer out, the weekends, we, like have plans <laughs> I know you know the, when the weather's nice it's just hard to like you have to take advantage of it around yeah. here no you really do summer's so. like two days long so two days long okay, very dramatic it's kind of one of those dramatic days so yeah so that's one reason but the other reason is so bachelor night is uh, Mondays and so then we can roll these out soon after that now this week bachelorette got moved to Tuesday because yeah. of the NBA finals I didn't feel like they advertised that very well yeah I kind of heard randomly well some posts I saw on somebody Oh, it was some somebody I follow on Instagram had like reposted it, and I was like, "Oh, what?" And then I actually had to go back to the Bachelor page, and then I'm like, "Oh, so." Yeah. I feel like they did a good job of that. Yeah, well, you know, in their defense, like, they have to plan that that could be an issue, but you never know with how the season shakes up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how long the series goes. Yeah, Brett was kind of explaining yeah. that basketball goes a long time or it Oh, my gosh, it is never-ending. Yeah. I'm I like, don't know. Basketball has, like, the longest playoff, like, spectrum I've ever like with any sport it takes so long to get from like the absolute finals winning to like the beginning or I should say the other way the very beginning of the playoffs to the absolute finals it's like so long it seems like forever it's yeah it's unreal they need more of an off I mean if you win which like let's say we're gaining a sports here the Golden State Warriors have won a lot in the last couple of years like their off season is very short because they're winning and they're playing so long oh so, I mean, I guess if you're a loser and you suck every year, like, your off-season's not bad. But, like, the people who make it deep into the playoffs, like, their off-season is so short. That's a good point. It's brutal. Yeah. You know what's weird? It's what? Brett loves basketball, but I was just thinking he hasn't watched any of it this year. Really? Yeah. I hope it's not because of me. Aww. That would be really sad. I'm going to talk to him about it. Aww. Or maybe... I don't know. He used to watch it with his friend, and his friend now has two kids. Oh. So, I'm thinking, oh, it's one of those. Oh. I should give him a hug. Oh, this guy's this is so cute. Oh. She's realizing right now. Oh my gosh. This is breaking news. Oh I feel like a horrible wife. Oh, um, you're not, I'm okay. sure. Wow. We'll we'll give you guys an update on that next week, uh, to see how Brett's reasoning <laughs> and how Brianna <laughs> consoled him and, and which couple's counselor we've decided to Yeah, see. exactly, right? Oh my There's gosh. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not. I love counseling. Everyone should have a counselor. Yes. But let's get to our bachelorette talk for this week. Brianna has been taking notes, and oh my gosh, you guys, I said this last week, but Brianna's so type A organized, like, and she's a doer. Like, if there's something to do, Brianna's doing it. And if there's something to do, I'm making a list, and I'm, like, planning, like, and by the time I'm done planning, Brianna already has it done. Anyways, so, so, so this she... Is, this is funny. Before, so, like, on, on that note, I actually just designed a planner, oh. because I don't ever find any that I like yeah so I actually just designed my own and I'm thinking of selling it on Etsy just because I think it's good and I think other people would enjoy it it's a digital it's digital oh my gosh I love it's like for one note or like a iPad love it you guys coming soon to an Etsy shop near you you can also print it though there you go so I might just print one for me because you know I work in a print shop building so you know right it's pretty easy but anyway yeah 
Fun so Brie sends me this. She's like, oh, I got some notes. She sends me a mile long text message of all of her notes. <laughs> I just love it. It just. Most of it's just ramblings, though. It gives me life. I love it. Let's get to it. So that first it starts at the cocktail party, which is continued from last week. Yeah. That was um, annoying. And there was the Luke versus Luke drama, which I was so just over. Yeah. And so it was just like. I was just over it. I was well, just over it. It was like they were trying to make it dramatic because she's like, "Hey guys, come into this room with me, and we're gonna we're gonna talk." And then she was like, "Well, you guys talk." Mm-hmm. And then she walked away, and I was yeah. like, "The hell's happening? Yeah. Are you like trying to be a counselor for these two? Because that really isn't why you're here." I don't know. I didn't think it was the smartest move by Hannah, and I thought it was a little bit dramatic how she walked away. I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. Yeah, I didn't have the eye roll emoticon. Mm-hmm, so. <laughs> I will say she. Um, I mean, I like Hannah. I think she's doing a good job. She does things like the way she wants to do them. So I respect oh, yeah. that. And I've noticed that. So like her taking both the Luke's aside and being like, I want to hear what's going on. And then he started to tell her, but she's like, no, no, I want you to talk to each other. And I just want to be here like a fly on a wall, which was kind of like a, a weird situation to yeah. put them in. But at the same point in time, like if that's how she wanted to do it, like that's what she wanted that's to true. do. That's true. I do like how she's shaking it up. Yeah. So that was weird. And then... Luke S. ends up leaving on his own. He pulls her aside. The rose ceremony is about to start, and he's like, Hannah, can I talk to you? And she's kind of like, uh, uh, the, the, like, I think at that point, she just had, like, zero fucks to give. So she yeah. was kind of just like, I guess. They like, didn't really show that full part either, no. which I was kind of annoyed. By, yeah. But they like, didn't show him, like, telling her, like, I'm going to remove hey, myself. I'm going to leave. Peace out. Yeah, they just showed him her Girl, being. Bye. Yeah, he was like, be careful for some people. And then they showed Chris Harrison, like, dramatically walking in, taking a rose away. I loved how one of the guys was like, they took one rose, or he took one rose, so now there's one less. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how math works. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Brianna. <laughs> but... What did you think of Lucas excusing himself? I mean, I don't know that I saw that. I didn't see a lot of chemistry between them, so I don't Mm. know if he would have lasted much longer anyways. But I think in this situation, like, sometimes things happen in these Bachelor shows and where, like, once you have this big tiff, like, it's like you're you're probably not going to get past that. That's going to get in the way. You have such a short period of time to develop a relationship with this person. And so something big like that can really, like you can't get past it then mm-hmm. I mean I'm not saying you couldn't get past it in real life but this is not real life yeah and so I think maybe he saw that and he was like I don't know he's just wanted to cut bait and get out of there I don't know that was my thought I, I respected him a lot for it I think because like one of the things that he was being accused of is promoting his tequila brand or whatever which we never even heard him mention in whatever the producers chose to show us on the show but if he were really doing it for that, I feel like he would have stuck around. Yeah. Because it's okay. So maybe I'm wrong here, but the fact that Chris Harrison took the rose away, does that mean that she was going to give it to him? I don't know. I would assume, you know, I've seen some situations where people leave before the rose ceremony and they still keep the same amount of roses there. Yeah. So I'm guessing that they consulted her on that. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have how many seen dudes that. do you want to see walk in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was her choice or whatever it was, but she should have given it to John Paul Jones. I know. Just for, like, the gifts that we get out I of know. him. I know. Just for us, Hannah. So I heard a rumor that or I saw something and I don't count this as a spoiler because it's not like a spoiler site but people are saying that they heard that he's on Paradise and I really hope that's oh, true. I think he is yeah 100%. Okay did they I don't know if they confirmed He's gonna it. be Paradise Gold. He's gonna be so good. I know. I was trying to think who he would be good with but even like um 
Kaylin Miller is yeah. on there. I Kaylin thought that would be kind of cute, but yeah. like weirdly, I don't know why. I think because he's goofy and she's like got this kind of goofy side. I think yeah. I'm thinking of the right girl. Yeah, but I think that that'd be great. I'm just excited. I think he's gonna be Paradise Gold. He'll just be a good one. I like yeah. him. I was sad to see him go. Yeah. So Hannah mentioned something in there. You have a quote where she was talking about Luke P. And she said, my head doesn't always want him to be here. Yeah. So there were so many red flags. Mm-hmm. He is like wearing a red flag, waving a bunch of them literally. around. He's got some sticking out of his head. I mean, they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. And they're... I know that she says they have chemistry, which I do agree with that. But I, for the most part, I think it's all physical. That was the noise that I did. Yeah, Brianna was like, yeah, that was that was repulsive. It is. It's all physical. Yeah. So I think for the most part, like she says, they have chemistry. Hi, Rosie. That's Rosie. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Rosie's oh my Bark. Gosh. <laughs> so I think that most of the chemistry is physical, which like, okay, that's great. He's you like his body, that's great, but like mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and then he had that awkward toast. I know, I was where everyone was just like, dude, just shut yeah. up. Read the room. Yeah. Like he keeps saying, Oh, I'm here for Hannah, I'm not here for the guys, but he keeps trying in his weird ways. I was like poking the bear a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, guys, I'm just I'm nice so old Lukey here. It's I know. Like, just shut up. Shut up and go away. It's like the more he does that, the more... Shut up. Rosie. She's probably just protecting us. There's probably a robber outside. I know. There might be a murderer or something. And she's just notifying us. Well, Brett's out doing yard work, so... That's true. She Brett's probably doing manly things. Banging around. I know. He's doing manly things. You guys. He's like kind of a city boy. I love him, but, you know, and I don't say what, but he is a city boy. It's fine. Um, but he's been hanging out with my dad a little bit. My dad's like full-blown country guy and so he's learning we had to order dirt they had to order dirt you guys oh my gosh that's so weird that's another tangent for another day yeah when we um when you they're doing a patio we should put pictures in the show notes once it's done it's gonna be good if it turns out yeah doing it ourselves yeah um let's talk about her date with mike so he got the first one-on-one correct uh Mike, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Mike ended up getting the first one on one. Right. I always want to call him something else. I know. Um, so, <laughs> I loved how he called Luke the Luke Ness monster. Oh, my gosh. I When I first heard that, I was like, no, don't make that a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that's a dad joke. That is a dad. I know. That's just so a dad that joke. A dad but joke. I love it. I heard it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That and Douche Canoe were my favorite things. I know. I, I don't think that's new. I tweeted something, and I had people tweeting back to me, like, oh, late to the party. So, like, I don't know. Really? I never heard it before. Me neither. Maybe I've been living under a... Canoe. Maybe we just don't hang out with people who use douche know, canoe on a regular love, basis. I, so, yeah, Carrie texted me and she's like, oh my gosh, douche canoe, that's my new favorite insult. I'm like, yeah, I look kind of love it. I can't wait. <laughs> so what did you think of their date? Um, so it's funny because I think Mike is like a cute little kid. Mm-hmm. He's got this big smile on and he's kind of bit, like goofy, but you could tell that he was super nervous mm-hmm. and... I thought like the, the whiskey thing looked like fun and, and the candy shop thing was cute, but I didn't feel like there was a lot of chemistry there. Yeah. And it seemed like Hannah just wasn't really into it. It seemed like they had fun on the date. Um, and I think that was like a testament to the fact that the whiskey was fun and you know, or that what they were doing was fun. But um, I think for me, it seemed more like friendly chemistry. Yeah, like they're friends. Yeah, I yeah. all like I have people, friends like that too, where it's just like, yeah, a friend, we have great friend chemistry. But other than that, it's just like would be awkward. Yeah, and I felt like 
again, like, he was a little kid. Like, he was kind of giddy over her, and it was cute and everything, but she, like we said before, she really shows her emotions on her sleeve, and I could tell, like, just the body language and the way she would look at him was kind of like, uh. Yeah. Like, she likes him, but, yeah, like a friend. I think she likes him. I just don't. I mean... Do you think he'd be a good bachelor still? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so, too. I think he'd be a great bachelor, and one of the reasons why I think he'd be a great bachelor is because he can narrate like no other. We've... He has... Like, he says some great shit to the camera. I never really thought about it. His ITMs are great. Yeah. And I think he'd be a great narrator you know the lead really and that's one of the the things they were afraid of with Hannah like she can't narrate which she's done all right um but he could narrate the shit out of this season and just really Mm -hmm. put it all together and so I think he'd be a great bachelor yeah really carry the show a little bit exactly yeah Yeah. I loved um the outtakes at the end of the show where the Scottish guy was like oh size 14 yeah and then he made that like awkward joke about oh you're gonna have a fun night tonight oh my god Brett's like, can they say that? They just did. <laughs> they just did. So yeah, there you go. So that's our date with Mike. What about the group date? Luke P and Mike again before they go on the group date, or when everyone's gone on the group date, just some weird tension. That was so funny. <laughs> and I, I was thinking, okay, like clearly the producers put them in a room together because, yeah. like, why would they be hanging out otherwise? But I thought their conversation was a little bit more interesting than the actual group date, just yeah. because. Like, it was so awkward. And they're so totally different people. And Mike very clearly dislikes Luke P, just like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And is very vocal about it and doesn't give a shit. So Yeah. So that was just more awkwardness. And from there, so they went to... They were doing something where they were in kilts. Yeah, the Highland Highland Games. Highland Games, there you go. Which is a Scottish tradition. And so, of course, they were all in kilts and okay i always wonder about this so they go to these places and they do these traditional things Mm -hmm. but i always think of uh, what's that movie the prince and me where she comes back to wisconsin with the prince and they do the lawnmower races and it's like oh this is a wisconsin tradition and i'm like i've never even heard of that i mean i've heard of that in some places not here we don't do that well that's what i just wonder sometimes if like how gimmicky some of these things are if they're actually like things that they do there but i will say what we do have here is tractor pulls you see those all the time yeah that's true and that's a very wisconsin thing where like in other areas they'd be like what the hell's a tractor pull but like in wisconsin you see tractor pulls in the summer like every weekend i was the tractor pull champion with the pedal tractor yes in grade school and i still have the trophy somewhere yeah so yeah there you go, guys. I just wanted to throw that in there. It's, yeah. my, it's on my resume and everything. Oh no, my I'm just kidding. Stop. <laughs> That'd be impressive. <laughs> but so, I beat I mean, two farm boys, so like I'm real proud of that. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Quad strength. Woo! What else did you think about the group date? Um, so I will go through my notes here. I liked how it was interesting she made the comment. Uh, there's basically like not any drama without mm-hmm. Luke P here, and it's like, okay, red flag, another red flag. Um, I loved all the makeout scenes. I thought they were so funny. Like when Jed was like, "Does this dress allow this?" Yeah. I just like laughed out loud because I mean, he's so cute. Um, <laughs> Pilot Pete with his moves again. How she, I love how Pilot he Pete. lifts her up on the pool table and knocks her head against the lights. That's like a classic rom com thing. I think Ross so did cute. that in Friends. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So uh, that was pretty cute. Um, and oh i also realized i didn't know who a lot of the guys were so oh. i think there's some very like clear front runners um 
Yeah, I don't even like know their names. I know Tyler. Tyler, obviously, she's got crazy chemistry with. I loved how he was wearing his kilt still. He didn't get a lot of screen time, which was sad because I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, he's so cool. But I know he. This just he didn't get a lot of screen time this episode, which was unfortunate for all the ladies out there. Yeah. Why were they not wearing underwear though? What the what what I know. Like why? Or do you think that was like the black box thing at Paradise a few seasons ago? Where they just put the black black box in yeah, just to be funny. That could be. But I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weird. And there's like children in the audience, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. But I thought it was cute how Tyler was like, "Oh yeah, I saw you taking a peek earlier." Yeah. And I don't know. They're just so cute together, and I just I love them. So. Yeah. So I thought the date was really fun. It did seem like it was just like a lighthearted thing. You know, I think guy group dates in general go a little better because guys tend to grow up where girls are more competitive. Competitive. Yeah. yeah Which you'd think it would be the opposite. Well, I think guys are competitive, but guys are just bros. Like, they just, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Unless someone specifically does something, like, with the Luke on Luke mm-hmm. where he hit him and whatever. Yeah. Like, but girls will find the littlest stuff, and and that's just the way girls and guys yeah. are. Well, and I think they're just happy to be out of the house. Exactly. Like, they're just having fun, so. And it did look, like, fun. It looked like everyone had a great time. And I did love when Hannah was like, you know, I have noticed this is the best any group date has gone and yeah. what do you know Luke P isn't here so, yeah. and it, we're all just like hello yeah girl like figure it out oh it bugs me I know so that was one thing I loved um yeah Hannah did a lot of making out yeah I like I like what you texted me can we say that is this a family show go ahead say what you want to say so she is so horny at this point she is so she obviously likes to suck face which is that's, yeah. that's fine there's nothing wrong with it um, and I do think that she I think from some previews that we saw there was a preview in the beginning of the season where she makes a comment like I have had sex before and mm-hmm. Jesus still loves me so we know that she's like open mm-hmm. about sex before marriage and stuff like that but she likes the physical stuff yeah she's all about that chemistry yeah so. and I thought the pilot P well, I love pilot P I he's know, like this he's so cute yeah he has like this innocent face. like boyish like genuineness to him yeah uh, like and it's just like so cute to me mm-hmm. and I'm like one of those people where like people without game are like he like he has no game and that's what like makes him intriguing to me yeah I don't want to like throw my husband under the bus but in a lot of ways he was like that <laughs> oh that's funny yeah so like I'm not I mean he's I don't know what it was but like I I had been around plenty of guys who had game and it was so repulsive to me mm-hmm. so anytime I got around that it was so unattractive to me but Casey was so like he's shy he, he was so yeah he was shy and he was so anti-game that it was like I thought it was enduring and cute. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Pilot P. Like, that's how he is. And it's like, he's genuine. And in his ITMs, he's always, like, so giddy and smiley. Know, you can tell how much he likes her. Happy about life. But I know. I think that's important. What about Jed? She had a pretty intense makeup with Jed, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jed. Um, so, this is funny. Brett said... He, he loves Judd, by the way, but he said... You love Judd, too. And I love Judd, too. And Brett was like, you know, but I think he has a dark side. You think so? I think so. I think... I don't know. There's something about him that I think as this progresses, he's going to have a hard time sharing. Okay. Or, or whatever. I think any normal person would, so I'm not saying that's anything against him. I think yeah. it makes him very normal and relatable. Um, but I think that he is... He's very sweet, mm-hmm. but he's also very... Um, I don't know what the word is. He's just kind of 
cautious. Yeah, there is something kind of, I don't, I don't know what the word is either, but there's something kind of mysterious, I think, there yeah. too. Where it's like, there's probably more to him. Yeah. I do think he's sweet and I do like him, but I think there's some, there's a little bit more to him that it's just like, it's not on the surface. It's just a little bit lower down there mm-hmm. and you have to like build that with him in order, yeah. exactly, in order to see that part of him. Yeah. So I don't disagree with you. Yeah. And then she also had a steamy makeup with Tyler C on the bed. She like mm. straight up pushed him. She like dragged him over there. Yeah, she was like, they were sitting somewhere and she was like, I have something for you over here. And she took him over to the bed and like pushed him over. And I was like, girl, you do have something for him. <laughs> so I mean, those were the steamy ones I thought was Pilot Pete, Jed, Tyler C, obvious front runners at this point it is i think it's just because we've watched this show so much but i can i can pinpoint Mm -hmm. like the top four almost within the first couple episodes because it's so typical of who gets screen time people are predictable i think mike's gonna go pretty far because he's gotten a decent amount of screen time i don't know maybe top four we'll have to see but i think jed pilot pete and Mm -hmm. tyler c are huge front runners definitely i agree with that that's what i mean like some of these other guys I think it's, first of all, you don't see the chemistry with her, so they don't get as much screen time, so you don't know who they are, so it's kind of a tip-off that, hey, they're probably not going to be hanging around for a while. However, there have been a few seasons where people have come from behind, like Catherine mm-hmm. and Sean. Yeah. Catherine, like, I didn't even know who she was until, mm-hmm. like, top four. I'm like, who? And so it does happen, but I think especially with The Bachelorette, I think it's really obvious. Yeah, I think so, too. So I think we're just kind of seeing who we think yeah. is the front runners and who will go on. I'm excited so, to keep watching. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the Luke P date, which no. was god-awful. Oh my gosh, that was so painful. So uncomfortable, just so frustrating. Like, what the hell is she doing? Woman, like, okay, she said before she has you know, a history of, like, self-esteem and confidence issues. This man that you're on a date with right now, lady, is, like, not helping that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... there's okay, I have so many thoughts about this, but I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let you. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think that it was, like, painful to watch. At one point, she stepped away from him and went to talk to the producers because mm-hmm. she... I think she was just so frustrated with what to do. Yeah. She literally needed to step back because nothing was... Uh, making sense to her with him and he she kind of explained like do you realize that like all this these problems seem to revolve around you and he Mm -hmm. was like she asked him like how does it make him feel and he was like you know back home everyone loves me and she didn't like that he said Mm -hmm. that (laughs) she was really sweet about it but she's like don't you see how that could be boastful like Mm -hmm. and she was like I want a man who can like own up to the fact that he's not perfect he can apologize and own up to it and then he can make changes moving forward so in which he did none of that and I don't see him as being the type of guy that openly does that no I I felt like she kept I I don't understand I, I don't understand first of all like so she's asking him questions like at one point I think this was during the night portion she said something about like I want to know how you got to where you are as a man today like what's your father like mm-hmm. I really want to get to know you and and he always replies with these like canned answers like well I just want to be the most real person I can be with you and he'd be a great politician because dead eyes and he's got like the canned <laughs> response and it's like okay so instead of saying I want to be the most real I want to share myself with you just do it mm-hmm. like I feel like that day ended and I knew know more about him than I did when the date started. I will agree that I feel like we know nothing about him. Yeah, I I know, let's see, what do we know about him? He 
works in like fitness. He's a trainer or something. He's an ex- import export manager, but he's really into oh. fitness on the side. Okay, that's what it was. So see, I didn't even know that. I knew yeah. I did the import export thing, which I guess they probably put it on the lower third graphics sometimes. But, but we put, I mean, by far of all of the front runners per se, Pilot P, um, Tyler C, uh, Mike, Jed, like we know like mm-hmm. some critical facts about them. We like know we know about, about Mike than we do about Luke. Yeah, we know about Mike's um, being engaged and losing their baby. We know about Tyler C and his dad getting sick. We know there's some things about Pilot Pete. We know some things about Jed, like in his music. And like, we know nothing about Luke mm-hmm. Pete. And I don't know if they're just not showing it, but like part of me thinks that like, no, they just spend their whole time talking about how he's not getting along with everyone and he's toxic basically. Yeah, and he talks in circles he, without ever saying anything. I, I feel like he, he's, I don't know, he's like obsessed with her almost, mm-hmm. but then He's a typical, like, it's that typical, like, emotional manipulation thing, though, mm-hmm. because they're having a conversation, like I said before, she's insecure, she's, admit she's insecure in relationships, so he'll say something, like, like, slight little jabs at her, and I think, like, that just makes her, I don't Seek know. Seek his approval even more. Yeah. Seek his love, yeah. And she always brings up, oh, we, you know, we had crazy chemistry from day one, and blah, 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 and it's like, okay, but you just said this was, like, one of the worst dates of your life, mm-hmm. and that this was like not fun for you at all and this isn't what you wanted out of him and yeah oh one thing i did want to note i put this in my notes so i said um i I always think it's interesting when they like break the fourth wall Mm -hmm. and show the producers and i said to brett i was like wouldn't that be weird to be on a date and have this like built-in relationship counselor that's also trying to manipulate you like just built in i I don't know that's so true oh my gosh and i wonder is it always like that or do you think hannah is starting to have these self-doubts and we saw in the preview for a future episode like her talking to chris harrison she's like crying on his shoulder yeah and chris being like you know do you think you can carry on Mm -hmm. do you think you can keep doing this and i they have those every season somewhat a lot of the seasons but for her, I feel like it's a really big issue that she needs to be okay with herself in order, and for any relationship to work, you have to be okay with yourself first. And she really needs to discover that. And I feel like she's starting to slip into that bad thought process. Mm-hmm. And I think Luke pays a big reason for it. Yeah, I think he's obviously, I think he's the type, of, quite frankly, I think he's the type of guy that she's probably always been drawn to. Yeah. And that's fine if that's maybe naturally her type but I also think you know from what I know of her she's gotten burned by those types of guys yeah so she has a natural instinct to be drawn to him physically and you know just by the way he he talks and what he says but I also think that if she was looking at it from a further you know point of view she would see that that kind of guy can be toxic to her yeah and I think it's it's natural it's human to gravitate towards what you know Mm -hmm. and what you're comfortable with and she's comfortable with that type of guy obviously so do you think okay so i was intrigued by how that day ended though because she said i can't give you the rose but then we saw the previews and then we saw the previews so i'm praying in church so i'm sure it's a situation where it's like i'm not gonna give you the rose in this date but you have the cocktail party yeah I do think he's going to stick around. I do think the way they ended it, they were trying to tease us, and I do think he'll come back. They didn't show the luggage scene or the limo or anything. Exactly, which is always telling. I think this is my prediction. 
The, the part, the preview or the teaser when she says, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. I think that is when things come to a blow with Luke P. Because I think that they get deeper in the game mm-hmm. and they start talking about physical relation. And I don't, I I don't know if it's coming up on fantasy suites. Yeah, so it could be fantasy suites or it could be before that. But somehow they actually get to talking about real things instead of how yeah. Luke P's crazy. And he makes some comment about having sex or something like that. And she defends herself with that statement and or or something like that. As soon as I heard her say that statement and I saw Luke P's opening package, I'm like, that is totally how that is totally has to do with him. Yeah, that's my prediction. That is very good detective work. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Bachelorette detective. <laughs> well, there are people who go through and overanalyze like, oh, for sure. Shot. That's crazy. So we're not that crazy. No. All right, so to be determined on next week, we were kind of left on a cliffhanger, which is what they left us at last week, too. Like, come on. Yeah. So many cliffhangers. I get why they have to do it, but it is so annoying. Yeah. Especially because I can't always watch live on Monday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I gotta put on my blinders when I go on social media. That's so true. Just Even stay though off. I read spoilers, so it's kind of like, but I don't want to know, no. You know? Yeah. Um, I get it. Okay, that's our Bachelor chat for the week. We're going to talk now about my kitty, Cedric. I love Cedric. I love Cedric, too. Okay, I've been telling you guys about Cedric since I got him this spring. And this past week, it was, was it Thursday or Wednesday? What day was it? I don't even know. So, well, Wednesday evening, I found a tick on Cedric. Cedric spends, um, he kind of like lives in the, he sleeps in the garage. um, But then he, he runs around on the farm and kind of just lives the life. And he goes around and just hangs out, goes to the shed, hangs out there, rolls around in the driveway. He just kind of lives the life. But he's very friendly. So he lives in the garage at night. And I saw him right before I was about to shut the garage for the night and give him his dinner. I found a tick on him. And I freaked out. And I pulled it off of him, but I was like, I need to handle this right away. Of course, I was like, he's going to be filled with ticks. He's going to get Lyme disease. And I was like freaking out. So I also was like, well, I don't, I've never, I haven't had a kitty since I was little. I was like, I don't have any kitty flea and tick stuff. But what I do have is some of Gatsby and Lila, which are my two tiny Sharpays. I have some of their um, flea and tick stuff left over. I'll just use a small dose on Cedric because he is smaller, obviously, and that should do the trick. So I applied that that night. The next morning I woke up and when I opened up the garage door to see Cedric in the morning, he was shaking uncontrollably, unable to stand. He kept trying to stand to come see me. He couldn't walk. He was just, he was like tremoring. His body was like tremoring. And so I immediately freaked out and I ran into the house, got the box out of the garbage. And of course, once I read closer, it was like, do not use this product on cats. If it, you know, if you do and you, the cat starts to tremor, um, contact your vet right away so once I saw that did your heart just I, my heart sunk well my heart sunk as soon as I saw him like shaking uncontrollably um I called my vet right away and I told them what had happened and I'm like I think he needs to be seen now and they're like yes he does <laughs> so they we I have a great vet so they were really helpful I brought him in I sped there um brought him in they whisked, whisked us into a room right away took his temperature and then basically took him to the back right away and the vet was able to tell me that the, pro- the main product that's used in dog flea and tick prevention is extremely, like extremely obviously lethal to cats. It's essentially like poison to them. Yeah. And so she kind of explained it to me. She's like, unfortunately, we see this happen quite often. People think they're interchangeable. They're not. And she kind of explained to me that they are going to give him a mu- muscle relaxer. They're going to get him on an IV so he's hydrated. But really, like he needs to metabolize it out of his system. 
So we did that. I called Brianna and I was, well, I texted you. I don't even remember what I texted you. I was like, something's wrong or I don't know what I yeah, did. Yeah, you're like, I just rushed subject to the vet. Yeah, and you called me if you were freaked out. So you called me and I, so we talked and and I felt so bad because I had done this to him. Bottom line, they treated him as much as they could. And then, but they just, they said he needed round the clock, round the clock care. So we transferred him. Brianna and her husband, Brett, drove me so that I could, so I could cuddle Cedric in the back, but he was pretty doped up then. Yeah, you could tell he was so happy to see you though, even in the car ride up there. But he was so doped up too. Yeah. And he was like panting and he was, it was just, it was a mess. So we drove about 45 minutes away to take him to like a hospital where he could have around the clock care 24 hour and they kind of again explained to us that this is really serious and that a lot of cats die from this and that it, they're going to do what they can and whatnot and so we drove home and the next morning they called me and they were like oh my gosh they were like he is taking a turn for the better he's eating like crazy he's meowing like crazy which he's an attention whore so i'm like well that sounds like him and they were like just like beside themselves over his recovery yeah they called him a miracle kitty didn't miracle they miracle kitty or did we call him that no they said that too they were like did it's they? crazy yeah oh my gosh yeah, so he's back to normal he's um you know he's taking a medication we're almost done with it every eight hours still but he's pretty much back to normal and he has been spending more time in the house i will still let him outside when i'm there i used to let him outside like i used to leave and let him outside but now i only let him outside to run around if i'm there mm -hmm. and then like when i came here i put him in the garage and then at night he's been sleeping in the house i sent brianna <laughs> videos of him every night loafing on my couch so cute. i taught care what loafing was yeah she taught me what kitty loafing was if you don't know i google it it's the cutest thing ever it's so cute so he's been spending more time in the house just recovering but he's pretty much back to normal it was just really scary and so i just wanted to talk about it because i you know we're good friends with the pet shelter here mm -hmm. and karen and karen said that when karen found out about cedric she said that that's another like she's like we see this a lot at the shelter and it's it people are making i mean i had the best of intentions i love right. animals i love cedric yeah, and I was, of course yeah so i had the best of intentions but i nearly killed him and so it's just one of those things where if we can educate any people and the media company that Brie works for, they ended up doing a story about him. Of course. And so, and more people were reading it. It got quite a few shares. It did. It got crazy traction and everyone commented on how handsome he is. I know. Everyone's like, what a cute kitty. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I think it's oh, just, mom. it's so interesting to me when stories like this happen because everybody knows stuff like chocolate and dogs. You can't give chocolate to dogs. Grapes are another one that, mm -hmm. oh, don't give the cat grapes. Oh, They're poisonous. So, oh, basically toxic, whatever. <laughs> um, there's so many things that I think people just know for whatever reason it's common knowledge. And then there are things like this where nobody really knows. I never would have thought about it. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I had to give Rosie her flea and tick medication like the next day, ironically. And I gave it to her and I actually read through Red the box, label and, yeah. and all it says on there is there's like this tiny, tiny font that's like, you know, don't use on cats, but it doesn't say could kill your cat. Yeah. It doesn't say it's toxic or poisonous. So I think a lot of people assume, oh, you know, the vet wants to make more money or the pet pharmaceutical company just wants more money. It's all the same stuff, right? I mean, that's what I very similar, right? It, that's what you think. Like, I mean, unless you're very involved with like vet care or you know have gone through something like this you don't know mm -hmm. and so i i think it's awesome that you know you've taken something that could have been really horrible and turned it into a positive learning experience because that's what we do so yeah 
Yeah, no, it ended up the best way that it possibly could. And you're so yeah. right. It's such an innocent mistake. And it, both vets that we went to were like, yeah, we see this quite yeah. often. And they were so amazing. Both too. of our vets were amazing. So that's, um, that's good. I mean, he had the best care. And, and I, I just want to say, like, you were beating yourself up so much. over this I did. Whole thing. He was like, and I would be the same way. I mean, I, I totally like I would be the same way 100 percent. But I think, it, you know, it's important to remember that, you know, you're a good cat mom. Yeah. And it's not like you set out to hurt him. And, and I'm really glad he's okay. Yeah, me too. So, I love yeah, him. I've awesome. gotten so attached to him. Guys, I'm so whipped. Yeah. <laughs> it well, was so funny. funny because I, he was supposed to be like a, a feral cat. He's got yeah. his ear tips and everything. And now, I mean, oh my gosh, the pictures he sent me, I'm like, oh my God. He's such a ham. Yeah. It's funny. When I brought him into the vet initially, and we just brought him in right away, but I told him, I'm like, he's my farm kitty. Um, you know, he and I explained to them what happened, and they're like, well, this is going to be a couple hundred dollars at least. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's like they had to ask me because some people would be like, oh, yeah, never mind then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not trying to judge other people or whatever, but I just think that having and part of me was like well shit i did this to him yes i mean and even if i didn't i still would have paid it of course but um it, one of the things about being a pet owner is is not just being able to pay for the pet pay for their food pay for their vaccine vaccinations but pay when um have some money set aside though so if something goes wrong yeah you can pay for their care yes amen to that so many people get rid of their pets for stupid reasons we just had a pet come into the shelter that was like a senior cat and they just didn't want to deal with it I'm like, you've had this cat your whole life. Why did you do that? It's horrible. Horrible. So I, I just fundamentally believe that that's part of what we take on when we just, mm-hmm. you know, when we decide yeah. to have a pet. So when Cedric came to the farm this spring, granted, I thought he was just going to be an outdoor kitty. My neighbor, my contractor, who's also my neighbor, he's like, this feral kitty is annoying my cats. Will you take him? And I'm like, sure, why not? So I'm like, I'll just feed him. Mm-hmm. He'll be outside. He'll have fun. But he's just weaseled his way into my heart. And... <laughs> Yeah, he's stuck there. He's literally the best you guys. He's a, he is a great kitty. He's got so much personality. I love all cats, but he's he's special. He's, he's so special. Kitty. So another thing I want to talk about, Brie, is yesterday we had some really serious news here in central yeah. Wisconsin. And you were covering it. Part of the reason why you were able to sneak out of work early is because you were covering overtime yeah. yesterday. Yeah, so there was, and we don't know all the details yet, this just happened, but there was an officer... Uh, involved shooting is what they call it so we don't we don't know like I said all the details but basically what we know is there was an officer that was responding to a welfare check in a small village near us about 10 minutes south of town and And a um, welfare check is usually when someone is suicidal yeah it's usually they call it a welfare check because there's some like thing with using the term suicidal or something but yeah welfare check basically Um, and there was an altercation and an officer ended up getting shot and the victim or two of the victims were shot we don't know we don't know anything but still developing still developing story stay tuned but it it's one of those things where so like covering breaking news i think is such a complicated thing and it's very easy to judge news agencies i think for like like here's what you have to balance so just to like put it in perspective so i'm watching the bachelorette actually my boss calls me and says hey i got a tip that this is happening, this is going down right now, you know, should we go on scene? He's like, I'm headed to the scene, you wanna come with? And I was like, no, I'll stay back at home and, and write the story, just feed me information, cause we never know how reliable internet's gonna be or whatever. And right away you go into like this mode where, like, you know, I call it work mode, where it's like, okay, you know, we need the who, what, where, and why, we have to put the story together, 
you gotta write it coherently keep in mind I've had a couple glasses of wine at this point <laughs> because I was watching Bachelorette you're and, all fired up about Luke P right I was I was I was at that part and I was like ah but anyway so you know you're having to get into this mode to get the job done he's rushing out to get photography and he, he has a drone license and a waiver to fly at night so he you know had, had all that stuff and it and then it was funny not funny but interesting because so, so I'm writing this story and, and as I'm like on the phone with my boss and messaging the rest of our team and trying to figure out what's going on I'm thinking oh my god like there is somebody that was just shot mm-hmm. somebody that serves our community was just shot could be dying we don't know what's happening they have a family you know it's obviously going to affect the law enforcement community in our area this is like a really sad thing and so having to balance that like and and then and then there's the level of you want to make sure you get the facts right Mm -hmm. at what point do you release the story because the news it's not the news has become almost like it's not who has it right it's who has it first Mm -hmm. and we do our best to you know find the the best of both worlds there and we never want to put out anything that's inaccurate or that would harm public safety Uh, when we do a story like this it's always public safety's first and then obviously you want to have your facts straight but like in this case they were blocking the road and some people needed to know that and um so yeah it's just like you're having to juggle all these different emotions and and then to add another level to it, we're, we're friends with a lot of the law enforcement in the area. So you're thinking, oh, my God, do I know this person? And um, I actually called my grandma because she lives in that area. And I was like, hey, you know, are you guys okay? You know what's going on? And it's just there's a lot happening. And you have to, to balance all of that. And it gets the adrenaline going. And you feel like a horrible person for, like, you're exploiting this person's tragedy for your news agency. You know, like, it's, it's a lot. And then, so then when all is said and done, you know, you write the story, you publish it, you put it out. Then you've got the internet trolls to contend with. You've got, like, we had one guy that, oh, my gosh. So my boss, like I said, has his drone license, FAA Part 107 certified, night waiver to fly at night. He's very into the safety element. He knows what he's doing. But we've had, we had this troll online during one of our live feeds that was like, oh, do you have a night waiver? Let me see your night waiver. Do you have lighting on your drone? And it was one of these people that's like a hobbyist or whatever and mm-hmm. thinks they know everything. And I'm like, just shut up and focus. Like somebody, again, somebody got shot. Yeah. Somebody could be dying. Like let's focus on what matters here. And anyway, so you get your adrenaline all going and then we decide to call it for the night. We'll get more details in the morning, but then you lay in bed for four hours because you're so pumped up. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, anyway, I just kind of wanted to shed light on, like, what the other side looks like. Yeah, for sure. So you guys... Hopefully that made sense. No, it does make sense, and I could imagine, it's especially... It's like I'm a little tired today. Cause, oh. Especially with breaking news, like you said, you were in chill-out mode. I mean, most of us can go into work mode 9 to 5 or whatever. Yeah. But then after a certain hour, you're kind of, like, your body is used to chilling mm-hmm. out. You were already at home drinking wine yep. hanging out with your husband and you had to like flip the switch back yeah it's a weird i would i would attribute it to being similar to like being on call for a doctor yeah or yep. or somebody like that and for the most part i'm able to separate work and home a lot better than i ever have however when there's a story like this it's that important and you know we, we have a team that can help with it but there really needs to be somebody that's like steering the ship and mm-hmm. that just happens to be my role when there's breaking news so mm-hmm. I'm okay to jump in and do that but um I guess my like bottom line would be 
yeah, there are some sleazy journalists out there, but for the most part, especially like small local news places, they're just doing the best that they can. Literally. And I mean, I said a prayer for the officer and I hope everything turns out okay. Like early reports say that, you know, it's, it's not life threatening and I, you know, hope to God that's true. And, um, so I mean, again, like it's so easy to get on your keyboard and be a dick online, but just don't just don't yeah i just think of like okay so casey and i lived in florida for a while we lived in florida when hurricane irma came through oh yeah and i had never watched so much news i mean i was watching the news like 24 hours a day i would fall asleep by the tv because the thing about tornadoes is you don't know they're coming until like a half hour before what's that hurricane no so tornadoes you know they're coming like a half hour before hurricanes you know you know for days i mean we knew for five days before Irma was coming so like the build-up to it was almost just as bad and so i'm watching the news all the time and we're finally in the thick of it and there are these reporters out there and they're and i'm just like they're like yeah no one's supposed to be here in town and they're standing in the middle of this hurricane Mm -hmm. doing a live report from there and part of me is like yeah we need to see what it's like there but another part of me is like these people risk their lives the same thing with like david muir and those people who go into war zones and and i've read books by um like dan harris they talk about how when you're in a like my boss is guilty of this too like He's headed over to this to the scene of the crime, and I'm like, be careful. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even think like you almost get this. They, there's actually a name for the phenomenon. It's like journalist armor or something. Okay. Where like these journalists in, in war zones think they're like immune to getting hurt. Yeah. But you're not a fly on the wall. You're you're in the heat of the action. So. I mean, it's a powerful job to have. It's powerful that these weather people are in the middle of literally mm-hmm. one of the worst hurricanes you know, our country has seen, and they're just standing there through it, and they're giving us like a bird's eye view of what it looks like there. Same with the war zones and stuff. Yeah. Because these journalists are willing to go there, we can see how horrible things are in that part of the world. I mean, it, the first time this happened was like, I just think back to Vietnam, which obviously was before I was alive, but that was another one too where the media just really change the way people yeah. were perceiving that war definitely and without that um it's just like we we don't have a window into these other places in the world and so it, it as journalists it's like an important thing yeah there's there's power to the media and with power comes responsibility yeah. as we all know so i think for the most part it it's very easy i think in this day to be like oh you know sensational media but at the same time we've created a society that wants that mm-hmm. so if we had done i mean here's what happened so we started this new site and it was a tiny podunk news site and now it's grown into this big thing so now it's like when stuff happens people reach out to us saying yeah. hey this is happening do you know what's going on and obviously in something like this it's a small village small town there is cops flying down the highway at 90 miles per hour something's going on people want to know what it is and we kind of like created our own nightmare of it's our responsibility now to report it and we're you know doing the best we can so i think for the most part sure there there are people out there that are you know like i said sleazy journalists but i i feel like don't judge until you've done it yeah and i think most of them are trying to do the best they can honestly i think so too i mean everybody that i've met from other like regional media and stations and stuff like People do, you wouldn't get into this field if you didn't care about community. Mm -hmm. And so 
cut them some slack, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. That kind of leads perfectly into our Learning Lately segment. Yeah. Both of us have been definitely, I mean, this is something I've always known in the back of my mind, and I think everyone does, but we're just kind of being brought to our attention again. So lately, I have been learning, and I know Brie has today, <laughs> about some of my non-negotiables in life and with my wellness and how I function and, and just how I go about things. So when I say non-negotiables, I mean things that I need in order to function. And two of those things for me is I need enough sleep. Sleep is my favorite hobby. Yes. And the other thing is being hungry. I don't work well or cooperate or I'm not a nice person when I'm hungry. Oh my gosh. Same. (laughs) So Brianna is running low on sleep. And you know, some people, everyone's negotiables, non-negotiables are different. So my sister can sleep anywhere from five to seven hours and she's fine. Like she, she, and she's sometimes like for the most part, she can even thrive on low sleep because it gets her adrenaline going. I need to sleep nine to 10 hours usually. Mm -hmm. And I still get up in the morning, but I go to bed. I mean, I get up at like six or 6.30, but I'm in bed by nine, 9.30. And that's not lazy. No, I mean, sleep is is very important to me. If I don't get enough sleep, I am am like a shell of myself. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not at my highest level. I'm just not. Yeah, the other thing for me is food. Like, and I'm one of those people who like, I need to eat probably like every three hours. I need mm-hmm. to at least have a snack of some sort. But if I go a long time without eating or whatever, get the F out of my way. <laughs> yeah. you a snack? Don't talk to me. Don't make me make any decisions. Just don't. All right, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> don't, Brianna. <laughs> I have snacks. There you go. She's starving me, right? <laughs> anyway, so we're learning about those. Bree talked about that today, that she was just tired and she felt like she was a little more irritable. And that's obviously one of your non-negotiables. It is definitely. Um, I, if I could, so I, I would take a nap every day yeah. if I could. And I always think of my grandfather who, you know, started his own business and worked his whole life and still works. He's in his retirement. He's the busiest retired guy I know. And he still, every day of his life, has taken a nap for 20 minutes yeah. after lunch. I love it. And I wish I could do that because I know I would be so much more functional in the afternoon, but our society sees it as being lazy, yeah. so it's not going to happen in this job. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely... And, and I think it's okay to have those non-negotiables yes I would say so I think it's I think everyone has them different forms of them um and I think that the most important thing you can do is acknowledge them Mm -hmm. and then honor them the Mm -hmm. whole push through mentality like the fact that I see my sister and she can sleep you know five to seven hours I could be like oh gosh I need to do that I need to push through that is bullshit like that is not we are not all the same we're not all built the same so find out what your non-negotiables are for you to be at your highest value or highest level and then honor that like stop trying to push that away mm-hmm. and some people definitely guilty about it i know i mean some people are um a non-negotiable like i know some people who just function much better throughout the day if they work out in the morning mm-hmm. i'm not a morning exerciser mm-hmm. i don't like it but some people are like my day is always better it's mm-hmm. always a good way to get out you know my feet off the ground or whatever i know some people who um do gratitude in the morning and that's their non-negotiable if they yeah. don't do their gratitude they their mood is kind of poopy the rest of the mm-hmm. day so these can be different things um just like honor them and just stop trying to push through it's so tired it's so annoying it's that we live in a culture that it's that's what everybody wants i know and i i've had so it's funny like my boss and i have an interesting relationship as carrie knows but yeah i've actually like laid down the law with him on some of these things like um if we're on like on a day like 
a shoot somewhere at a conference or whatever and I haven't eaten because mm-hmm. you think it's one of mine as well I'll be like you need to pull over right now and give me something to eat yeah or this ain't happening today yeah you know and, and he he's not making a lot of now that you know it's me business and I've gotten smarter where I pack my own snacks but yeah which I've got a lot better about but still like it's I think it's okay to communicate those things respectfully and I mean maybe I can talk him into letting me take a nap every day I doubt it but I'll vote for in favor of it. <laughs> Let Brie take naps. Yes. So that's our learning lately. That is definitely something we're both, I'm kind of just always reminded of that. And I know Brie was today with her long night last night. Um, let's talk, let's do Ask Carrie. We skipped this last week, but we have a good yeah. one this week. So here it is. This is our Ask Carrie. I keep hearing all this stuff about gut health. I'm still a little clueless about it all, but I keep hearing people talk about taking a probiotic. A probiotic. There we go. I said it wrong. Do you guys take a probiotic or do you recommend one? Has it helped with your digestive help at all? What do you, do you, now Brianna, when this was submitted or whatever, Brianna sent me a book. You have a book about gut health. Yeah. Um, and what was it called? I sent you the link to it and I can't remember. I think it's just called gut health, isn't it? Hold on. Yeah, I think the it's just called gut. the good gut. The there good gut. So that would be, I definitely recommend this book because it totally opened my eyes to how much the, what is it called, the microbiome, microbiome in your, of your gut affects your mood, affects your everything. everything. Like, it's crazy how much these little tiny things happening in your gut yeah. are affecting, like, everything that happens in the rest of your systems. And if you don't take care of them, it, you're going to be in a world of hurt. And it's even, it's one of those things where we're actually, like, as a society, killing those healthy bacteria yes. through antibiotic over oh, antibiotics. Antibiotics are the worst. So that's yeah. another thing too. Like, so what she's saying when she says microbiome. So in your gut, this, and I'm not an expert on this, but I have looked into it more because I agree. Gut health is trendy right now. Yes, yeah. Bree's got her kombucha, which is great for gut yeah, health. I'll talk about that. Yeah, that's got um, live cultures in it too. <laughs> but basically, your gut health. Like I said, I'm not a professional, but I'm learning more about this. Your gut is filled with millions and millions of bacteria. That sounds gross, but some of them are good bacteria and bacteria you need to function. But there's also some bad bacteria in there as well. So what you want to do is you want to feed the good bacteria, and that in turn will starve some of the bad bacteria. When you get sick and you're put on an antibiotic, it essentially kills all the bacteria in your gut, even the good ones. Mm -hmm. So while antibiotics are great, they can really wreak havoc on your digestive system and your gut, which is why a lot of times when people get off of antibiotics, they are feeling better, but it takes a little while for their gut to, for them to just feel normal. They just still kind of feel like it. might have abnormal um, bowel movements. Yeah. Episodes. Yes. Yes. That's all important. But you're so right. There's so much, I mean, skin, mental health, um, yeah, bloating, irritability, IBS, stuff like that. It all goes back to a lot of that stems from gut health. There's so many things that stem from gut health. Yeah. And there, it's one of those things I feel like it's the new frontier. We're just starting to really learn about. As a, like as a culture, as a medical profession, whatever, uh, basically like how important these things oh, are. For sure, I think they've been underestimated for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think they're. What's nice is like in this day and age, there's a there's a lot of um, options mm-hmm. for people. So I love kombucha. Yeah. But only certain kinds of kombucha. So like. <laughs> My husband can't even drink the kind that I drank. It's I can give him a plug. It's Live is the okay. brand. Where do you get it? I get it at just the grocery store here in town. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they add. Um, it's all naturally sweetened. I think it's with monk fruit, monk fruit or something. 
And but basically, um, it tastes more like a soda than some of the more vinegary kombuchas. Okay. So I think when people think kombucha, if you've ever tried it and you're like, oh my gosh, gross, I don't want to throw up every time I try it. Oh my god, I love it. Just try a different brand because yeah. there's there's so many options and they're so different. Yeah. And there's bound to be something that you can at least like tolerate <laughs> yeah no I, you're totally right every brand has their different like spin on it kombucha is essentially i've had people ask me this because i'm a kombucha drinker oh, yeah. too it is essentially fermented tea and it is slightly alcoholic i know yeah i mean it's not considered an alcohol but it, they they say on the label mm-hmm. this this beverage contains you know trace amounts of alcohol yeah you i mean you're not going to get drunk off of it or anything but no, that's sadly. just from the firm i know god willing um that's just from the fermentation of the tea so i mean it's just a natural thing that happens but it has something called um, probiotics, but it also has live cultures in it yeah. that feed, essentially feed the good bacteria in your gut. Yep. So anytime you can, I mean, kombucha is a good one where that that's really great for your gut health. Yeah, I try to drink it every day. I'm not, it, it's a little pricey, so mm-hmm. I, some days I'll spread it on over two, but, um, or spread a bottle on over two days. Do you take a probiotic? I don't, and that's why I'm really excited to hear from you because of your new endeavor. Yeah, with Arbonne. So I, probiotics are great. And the other thing is too, if you heard of prebiotics. Yeah. So I know this, and again, I think this is something where this is is just becoming trendy. So um, I had heard about probiotics a while ago and just heard that they're good for your skin and your nails and your hair and all this other stuff. So I kind of started taking one, but now they're talking about prebiotics that um, help get your gut ready to absorb the probiotic. yeah. Yeah, so. I take a Digestive Plus, it's called from Arbonne, which I'm an Arbonne consultant, and I've been taking that for almost a month now, and it's just, I take it in the morning and it's tasteless, I mix it into my, um, uh, usually my water or whatever, which I pair with a fizz fizz stick, which is also an Arbonne product, I'm trying to phase out coffee because it rots my gut, and all all the cream I put in it just doesn't make it good, so... I put it in my drink and it's just tasteless and my I have so much less bloating. I have, um, I'm more regular, honestly, like my, I mean, I, I pee a lot more because I drink a lot more yeah. water. Hydration is great for stuff like that. Um, but my yeah, skin looks awesome. I know, I my, skin, tell you that. my skin looks great, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it does help, I believe. Um, I would say you should give it probably 30 days in order to see, you know, some people are like, oh, I started taking a probiotic a week ago and my skin still sucks. It's it's like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. And again, we talked with microbiome. It needs to build up in yeah. your system. You need to cultivate that environment. Yeah, it's like you're farming down there. Seriously. Yeah. Gotta get the soil ready. This makes then... me think of um, Sam Warp and the wastewater people. Oh my gosh. Because he talks about the microbiome and the bugs. He talks about the bugs. Oh my gosh. He would be great on He'd my be a great guest. work podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're brilliant. I know. She's brilliant, everybody. Thank you. But anyways, that's what I think of. He talks about keeping the bugs happy. Yeah. And that's literally what we're doing with probiotics. Yeah. So um, I would definitely recommend a, a probiotic. Like I said, I take one from Arbonne because I'm a consultant with them and I like it. Mm-hmm. You can get probiotics at the store. There are definitely different kinds mm-hmm. um, that do different things. Um, the Arbonne one has a prebiotic and a probiotic. So I like that it's all in one. But, I mean, you can go to Target, you can go to the grocery store, and you can pick one out there. Uh, but I just, yeah, look into it a little bit. Yeah. I, I just always encourage people to look into what they're taking. Yeah, definitely. Read the ingredients. Yeah, read the ingredients. Any other foods that you know that are gut health friendly? I've heard that yogurt is. But yes. see, yogurt has, like, the opposite effect on me. Okay. Because then I can't do dairy. You're kind of lactose tolerant. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So that one doesn't work for me. But I'm trying to think of anything else. I do, yeah, yogurt's a good one. Um, there are certain, oh, what's it called? Um, well, I mean, like, I, ginger in general is, like, okay. just good for your stomach, but I don't think that's probiotic. Okay. But, um, I would have to look it up. Yeah, but those are, I mean, those are our quick and dirty probiotic tips, honestly. First of all, gut health is important. So yeah. if you're thinking about it or if you're just like, dang, I'm, I'm kind of bloated often, like my stomach gets upset really, really easily after lunch or something, like a probiotic would definitely help you with that. Yeah, just like a quick Google search and you can find a list of, yeah. of stuff. Um, my internet's being really slow, but there are supplements you can take and then you can also get it it has like a list of different foods you can try and yeah yogurt's on there um kombucha but it, I mean, gut health is important. I know it's kind of trendy now, but I do think it's, I don't, I think it's a trend that's here to stay and I do think it's worth looking into. And I think if you really start to tend to your stomach and start pleasing the bugs, um, you'll notice like it might take a month or two, but I think you'll notice some really great payoffs from it. Yeah, definitely. I was going to mention like I've had nervous tummy as my mom calls it okay. my whole life just because I'm an anxious person. Ever since I started drinking kombucha, I would say probably when did I start like a year ago mm-hmm. I, I've really noticed a difference they're like wow. I don't have sour tummy as much it's another term my mother uses but um yeah so I mean I don't think that can be all psychosomatic I think it's legit mm-hmm. so give it a try I mean it's not gonna hurt you I mean that's so true it's that's not, not medically you. sound I'm not saying it won't hurt you but yeah but <laughs> full disclosure but yeah I mean, I don't see how it would hurt you. Yeah, so if you have more questions, reach out to us, especially reach out to me. Like I said, I'm an Arbon consultant, and we have a great digestion product that, that I love, and it's been great. So feel free to reach out. I'll leave a link to my Arbon page in the show notes. and Or if you have just, like, some really cool digestion gut health facts, like, send them our way. We want to learn more. Yes, please. <laughs> we love to learn. Yes, we do. Yeah, so before we leave, I'm just going to give a quick shout-out. Um, the, the other day, we saw that Canada is um, going to ban single-use plastic by 2020. Yeah, that's what they had said. Okay. Yeah. So it's huge. We're Which really excited. Awesome. Because I was just at the grocery store last night, and they didn't even ask for plastic. And they just started putting it in a plastic bag. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn it, bro. I'm a stupid carryaway. Yeah. yeah. So bravo, Canada. Our neighbors to the north. Oh, Canada. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's anytime anyone brings up something about Canada, I'm always like, I always have to be like, oh, God. Okay, so Brett does that too. That's why I'm just like, oh, God. What is happening? Dad joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Rosie's in like her city. Did you hear that? Obviously, Rosie's like, pipe down. I'm just kidding. She's already barking, but. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thanks, Canada. We love you. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. Yes. Our listeners, you guys make this all worth it. And we're just so thankful that you hang out with us every week and listen yeah. to us talk about The Bachelorette and all the other things. Send so. us your stuff. Ask Carrie stuff. Yes. Yeah. Send us anything. Whatever. Well, like not anything. No. We got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bree. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.